Worldwide. I'm Floyd Whiting. I'm Aaron Linden. I'm Steve Sisson. And I'm Madison Danforth. And we are your Jackalopes. We take a deep dive into a Jackalope hole to find context to many conspiracy theories and issues that are affecting our world today. Steve, what is our subject for the day? And this time we're exploring how we got into the current mess of the wage gap. Now, this is a huge issue. It stretches all the way back for as long as workers have been... Uh, working for someone with more money. Uh, so there's a lot of different issues that bring us to where we're at today. But why, in my, it, it, my question is, why are all these major CEOs of major corporations within the United States racking in hundreds of millions of dollars and sitting on their yachts while the American worker is Barely making a buy. Mm -hmm. uh, Trickle-down economics does not work. And we have been sold this time and time again. And it drives me insane. More insane. More yeah. insane. <laughs> <laughs> borderline, anyway. Instead of, being on their, instead of being on their yachts, they're in a submarine, though. Yeah, and, well, and, in well, work. We were talking last last time around about how the memes are so savage on this, and we were kind of exploring you know, why that was. One of the things we didn't really touch on is this wage gap is a big part of that. Absolutely. The, the average American worker, the average American, has no sympathy for anyone who's considered rich. Why is that? Why can, why can we not see past that into what they are, which is a human being? Right. Right. Yes. But that becomes a big issue is you kind of sometimes either hate or envy what you don't have. Well, they they in most cases, a lot of those folks were handed a business, a family legacy or something. But there's a lot more that actually built something. I mean, look at Bezos. He was selling books out of a garage. Do you remember his first appearance in public? He was he's just this nerdy he still had hair. He was just <laughs> this nerdy little guy who had this awesome idea to sell books right. at a reduced rate to college students. And now no. look at richest it. Richest man in the world. Richest man in the space world. program. So, right. Elon Musk, yeah, he kinda got handed some stuff. But Bezos ground up, right? Why Why should we hate him for being rich? He had a great idea. But why see, should we hate, you know... I don't think people hate him for being rich. I think people hate him because of his labor policies. Yeah, there's, there's class envy. That's always a thing. It's always But a it's thing. not just because he's rich. I mean, there are a lot of rich people that are not hated like he is. And it's not because he's more rich or more prominently rich. I, I think um, hate's a strong word, though. Like... You cannot like someone. I think that's yeah. One there's of the words. there's but genuine like, hate but, for yeah. I know, but I think that's what's another problem. <laughs> why? Are we well, but that's the thing. Is like that. okay. So when you were eight, let's say, and the kid down the street got the new Daisy Duster bike with the banana seat, and you were like, ooh, I kind of don't like that. <laughs> I want one of those. I've wanted one of those. Why does he have it and I don't? Yeah. that's human nature. Yeah, that's just envy, though. Yeah, you don't, you don't hate. hate you don't hate him. No, it's just yeah. envy. I'm, not, I'm not saying that I don't envy yeah. people because I'm pretty sure, like throughout my life, there's been a time or two where I could say that, but it doesn't cause me to hate that person to the point where I, you know, right, fantasize about yeah. like physical harm on them or anything. Right. Like that. It the, to me, that's just insane. Every, I, it, when I look back through my life, especially as a child. 
okay, let's say that did happen. It wouldn't be like a man, I hate you because you got that bike. It would right. be, I want that bike. Mm -hmm. How do I get that? Mm -hmm. See, but that becomes my big issue is if you want it, figure it out in a legal way. Like, right. I mean, <laughs> go work hard, work two jobs if you can do it, build a resume, build an education, build your wealth. Look at Warren Everybody, Buffett. Exactly. Warren Buffett is not hated. Warren right. Buffett yeah. is yep. rich. He's revered. Yes. Mm -hmm. But it's, it's these <sighs> politicians that we've made into celebrities that rules for thee, not for me. Same with corporations. We're going to do all these things, and they never deliver on jack squat. No, they don't. And they make all the money. John Kerry flies around in his private jet because I got to get places <laughs> and talks ad nauseum about carbon footprints. I mean, it's that kind of rhetoric and bullshit that people are fed up with. Mm -hmm. That's why people say, oh, you paid a quarter of a million dollars to hop in a submarine and you died. Good. Because <laughs> they don't get it. Quarter of a million dollars to those guys that built a giant business would be like me going, okay, it's 250 bucks. I'll take a ride. Yeah. You know, it's I, that. Right. Yeah. It's probably actually I mean, less it, than that. It, yeah. It's a drop in the bucket mm -hmm. to be able to go to your little martini party and go, oh, you saw the Titanic. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they do it for different reasons, but I don't, I don't hate them for it. I don't envy them necessarily for it. But I'm like, if I want to take a ride on a SpaceX rocket, I'll figure out a dang way to do it. Mm hmm. And that's the issue. People kind of bitching and moaning about, well, I don't make enough money. Well, then get an education. You can educate yeah. yourself even. I mean, there's a lot of self-made millionaires that were high school dropouts. Well, there's a lot of uh, individuals out there who are extremely successful who started out with absolutely nothing. And the example that we used before, Warren Buffett was one of them. Mm -hmm. He's considered one of America's, you know, wisest investors. Uh, and, and what I've always enjoyed about the man is he can get up there. He kind of just, he just tells you how it is. Oh, yeah. You know, and, and he still it, drives his old car and lives oh, yeah, in like his yeah. original house. And that's people that have money, like. That are humble. That are humble. Yeah. yeah. He hasn't, that's why they're not hated. Yeah. He right. hasn't forgotten so it's where not, he came from. Exactly, but it's, it's so. My point is, it's not the money. Then your money. Should no, it's, it's not the money. It's, it's the, the attitude. It's the rhetoric. <laughs> Madison, <laughs> your money shouldn't change how you treat people. Hundred percent. Yeah. But unfortunately, that's what happens with lots of people. It, it depends on the circumstances too, yeah. because people come to money in all kinds of different ways, oh, yeah. and, and luck definitely plays a part in it. Oh, sure. absolutely. Even if you are someone who started from nothing, there were still a few things that had to go your way. Timing in the market, yeah. whatever. And there's nothing yeah. you can do about that. You can't you can, legislate luck. You can't You can't make fairness in that regard. You can have so much money and be a crappy person, and you can have lots of money and still be a good, genuine human. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's not that right. hard. <laughs> well, no, it actually is. That's the thing. Why is it so hard to be a good human? I don't know. Humans are selfish. So why is it so hard for corporations to pay a minimum wage uh, if yeah. I'm reporting record profits? Right? Honestly. I think, you know, minimum wage seems like, like a misnomer because I don't even know what it is right now. 725? Uh, federal. Federal? Yeah. It, it, yeah, it kind of depends on where you live. Find me a job anywhere that's paying 725 that's legal. All right. You're not going to find it. I mean, right here in Sheridan, which is kind of a weird little cosmos of its own in 
There, I drove by Domino's and they're like, inside team, $22 an hour. When I was growing up, $22 an hour was like an executive wage. <laughs> right. Like That's and, oil field money. There, I'm, not, I'm not that old, but it's insane. Well, I, thing, thing, it's, it's not that you're old. Things have changed rather quickly. Drastically. Yeah. You want to know why they're paying $22 an hour? Because the majority of Madison's generation has basically stepped back and said, I'm not doing that job for that much. The American worker is sick of it. And it might not be you and I. It might not be Generation X. It certainly isn't the boomers, right? Because we grow up and we're like, well, you just got to work hard, push through, everything will be all right. This next generation that is looking at a world worse than ours, Right. They are the one generation that has been projected to do worse than any previous generation in American history. I'm glad you showed up today. Right? <laughs> so much fun. But, I'm but, they, but here's the deal. They're, they're, they're more educated. They understand the world better at their age than we did. They, they have a, a better idea of geopolitics. Why? Social media. Mm -hmm. They're looking at all these things happen. They're seeing the world around them. They're watching this stuff change. And they're basically saying, I'm not working for trinkets, man. That's not. But I guess not my point is 22 bucks still isn't trinket. I well, mean, I'm not saying that either. What I'm saying is that is the result of what they've said. Well, see, and mm -hmm. I come at it from kind of a different angle. We were the last generation this is my thought, that wanted to do better for our kids. You know, it was always like my folks wanted to do better. Yeah, you can go off on me in a second. We always wanted to do better. They wanted to be able to take us to Disney World every year. So then I had to be like, we're doing four trips a year for the kids. And it built a gimme pig generation. Gimme, gimme, gimme. I'm do this stuff. I'm owed the trips a car when I turned 16, whatever it is, didn't have to earn it because we just kept giving and giving and giving and asked nothing in return from most kids so in you're the middle taking, class. So you're taking the their ungrateful, uh, entitled children. Yes. You're taking that stance. Take that. Yeah, I am. <laughs> because I have this conversation with a lot of people and they're like, that's exactly it. Okay, are all those people older than you or the same no. age? Or same are you talking to millennials? Are you talking to Gen Z? Are you talking to the kids? Are you talking I to try people? not to. No, I'm just <laughs> kidding. No, and I'm sorry, Aaron, but I believe that last statement. Yeah. So you I try not to. circle, man. The idea, see... I completely disagree with you. Well, that's good. Because that's why that, is, that is such an old... It, 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 you look back through history, every generation has said the same thing. Generation X, we were slackers. Mm -hmm. You remember that right. word? Oh, yeah. We're mm -hmm. slackers. We're the generation that just sits on the couch, watches MTV, plays their Nintendo entertainment system, <laughs> yeah, totally and twiddles their thumb. We just yep. don't yep. care, right? Is that true? Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you really feel that that's true? I don't think it's yeah. true about me. I don't think it's true about me either. And I don't feel that it's true about Generation X. I think Generation X was raised by absent parents. And now, like you said, we have decided we don't want to be that kind of parent. So some became helicopter parents and right. mm -hmm. provided too much. Other ones just decided to be a little bit more involved. I see millennials... And I see Gen Z working just as hard 
as we did. I don't because but they're not working crap jobs for crap wages because they know that there's something better out there. Did you work crap jobs for crap wages so that you could get to the next better thing? I worked up? crap jobs at crap wages because I had nothing to do because I decided to quit high school way too young and go off and get a job because my mother uh, and I had issues and I didn't want to live there anymore by the time I was 15 years old. I've right. been doing this on my own without borrowing money since I was 15. See, and that is work ethic. That's getting out there and doing it for the crap wages to put you where you are today. I work crap jobs for crap wages so that I could either have the things that I wanted to or my, you know, I, and I've told people this forever. I lived a different lifestyle growing up. It was pretty cush, don't get me wrong. But I still worked so that I could buy my stuff. I was a clothes horse back in the day. I had to have the $100 Z Cavaricci jeans, whatever. But went to school, got two majors, two minors, four years, took the LSAT, didn't end up going to law school because life got in the way, but worked along the way to get what I wanted to get. I feel like the problem right now is they're not even getting off the launch pad. <laughs> Medicine's gonna explode. I'm gonna scoot over just a little bit. But you don't understand, like the stance that you're taking here is the laziest thing that generations do. They basically sit back and say, well, you guys are just lazy. You don't wanna get up and do anything. That's the entire issue. So Instead of actually doing work. Steve, can you actually look things up while we're doing this? No? Madison, do me a favor and look <laughs> up the cost of living difference to the wage gap. Yes. I would love yeah. to see that. Yeah. Because back in the day, you could go to college, you could buy a house, you could do all of that you still with can. very little money without what? having to go you and get college loans for very as, little as money. As someone who's going to a major university with a lot, like with not a lot of money, <laughs> it's expensive. Yeah. Everything is expensive. But that's the thing is it always but, but, goes no, hold up. Hold on, hold on. Time out. Because you said, you said, we're not getting up off the couch and getting an education. I didn't say that. Floyd said that. Anyway, <laughs> whoever said it said that we're lazy. Okay, why are we being lazy? Because we can't afford it? Okay, I'm going to college. I'm going, I just graduated college here. I'm going to, to a university that I really can't afford. But you know what? I'm doing it anyway. And that's work ethic. And what how much of the debt will you have? It doesn't mean that, like, just because... Some people don't choose to go to university or do something doesn't mean... No, in the words of Judge Smales from Caddyshack, the world needs ditch diggers too. But what I'm talking <laughs> about is not painting a broad brush over your generation. I'm talking about, I feel like there's less go-getters happening right now than before. I would have I taken a $22 an hour job. Absolutely. I think the first job I, I took was like five twenty-five was the minimum wage. And, and how I much did it. it cost? How much? How much were a pack of cigarettes in nineteen ninety-nine? Exactly, but that's what we're talking about—is this inflationary wage gap, right? Yeah, there should be a. That thing becomes about. the big issue. Is maybe yeah. Cost of inflation has not kept up with pay. Yeah, I mean, think about it. Like when I was making minimum wage, it was four twenty-five or five an hour. And my rent was under three hundred dollars with oh, utilities. Yeah. Yeah. Right. I mean, there's the the gap between the wages and the cost of living has dramatically changed. And since I was, but so have the wages. It's not five dollars, and now your rent's 
1300 it's 22 dollars and now it's 1500 so it's it's already here's the big issue okay the democrats love we're gonna make the minimum wage 25 dollars you know what that does in the end result does anybody understand tax brackets because i got the 2022 <laughs> tax brackets here nine thousand eight hundred and seventy five dollars and under is ten percent then at forty thousand one twenty five it goes to twelve eighty five five two five it goes to twenty two hundred sixty three three it goes to twenty four point being you raise everybody's wages your happy meal that was six dollars is now $18, you're not money ahead, you're paying more money to the government to tax and spend the hell out of you, and you've made no progress but whatsoever. But they're the ones who do it, because every single, uh, well, I can't say every single, but the majority of oil companies have been reporting record profits during a time when the average gas price in this country was five dollars a gallon oh absolutely and they're reporting record profits saying well there's nothing that we can do about it yes there is and biden made them do it biden Although also sold most of our reserves to china <laughs> <laughs> that's for another show yeah <laughs> Kumbaya, how are you doing madison no, but the other thing the american corporation has absolutely no obligation to its people or its no, employees absolutely not it's its obligations is to the shareholders to the shareholders absolutely. and shareholders only that's based off of milton friedman's op-ed uh written in 1970 the social responsibility of business is to increase its profits oh yeah absolutely look at all the profits that were gained during COVID. they absolutely seized and took advantage of that situation oh, that's what that's what made bezos like the richest person on the planet oil companies take advantage of anything that they possibly 100%, can and especially jack war. everything up and then the rest of the economy's got to figure out how to match that but at the same time they choose not to pay their workers more if you've got a ceo that's walking away with hundreds of millions of dollars a year and yet your bottom line worker the people who are actually doing the job have nothing are, are getting paid minimum wage, then you're a villain, man. That's not good I don't business. disagree with that at all. I think that there should be profit sharing for the employees. I think that they should be paid based on how well the company does. Anybody that does that is just an ass. And the generations that you keep referring to as just sitting at home doing nothing have realized that. I honestly think that this is a generational protest, and they don't even realize that they're doing it. That very well could mm. be. But people, I mean, you talk to people around town, restaurant industry, the kind of more menial jobs, I guess, dishwashers, things like that, even landscapers, whatever, they can't hire anybody. I mean, there's just nobody really willing to do those things right now. Or they'll do it for a little while and they're like, ah, oh, this kind of sucks. And I can't tell you how many people I've talked to that they're like, I will get these kids quote unquote in here and they're like well i need like three months off a year and i think i should start at like seventy thousand. and they're like what's your experience well you know i've done this or that but i mean it's not worth that seventy thousand, really that's i'd like to make that i there's <laughs> i've never made close to the, no one it, it, well maybe you but the rest of us, <laughs> the, the, the rest of us in here did, probably never made anything close to that that's just an unrealistic number in my world see but it isn't because you can do it no yes 
Well, it can be done. It can be sure. done. Sure. Yeah, if you go back to school and spend how much in student loans to get all this stuff so that then you finally get a degree and go do whatever see, you're going to do. This is where I think her generation is going to crush it is in creativity, whether it's apps or I mean, you look at if if you would have created TikTok, you sure as hell wouldn't be sitting here right now. <laughs> And so I think it doesn't necessarily even take education anymore, but it takes getting it done. The work ethic that you're talking about by going to school and wanting to further your music career in music, music history, teaching music, that's awesome because we need that. But how many of you are out there right now? A lot. <laughs> right, a lot. And that's what I'm saying. But there's a, a lot too that simply aren't. And that's okay. Well, like, what, didn't, didn't you just say? Did, did you find some information didn't you just on that? Say there I, still has to be people that dig the holes. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. I, I'm finding stuff that you know the federal minimum wage hasn't kept up with inflation, but we know that. Yeah. But we also say but we that know that nobody's not, really paying. That. Yeah, there's not that many jobs paying minimum wage. So yeah, I mean the purchasing power and stuff like that. I haven't found exactly what we're looking there's, for. There's lots, but I don't <laughs> know what it That's is. That's the thing about the economy. Everyone's got mm -hmm. uh, experts on either side. Yeah. Oh, of course. Yep. Now, I think talking about minimum wage, why is there even a minimum wage still? If if there's not that many people paying it, and it's way below where inflation, you know, it hasn't kept track with inflation even remotely. Because you have to have the poster up. <laughs> and you have, to, you have to campaign to raise it. I mean, if you make the minimum wage $15 an hour, what is that actually going to do? Well, and that's what I'm talking about, though. It's going to give more tax money. Help people who need it. But if everybody's... No, it's not because Madison, if... if an electric car that they're cramming down your throat right now starts at 58000 and minimum wage goes up to $15 an hour, now that car is going to be 68000 But not you, if everybody's... You're not money ahead. Not, not if everybody's paying more than $15 an hour already. I mean, you're the well, ones who make that decision. The business owners are the ones who make that decision. Yeah, I think... But they, it, whenever you can take more from somebody, they do it. And we learned that in COVID. They jacked prices of everything. People weren't working. They're trying to find ways to scrimp by because they knew they could do it. Once that pandemic was over, um, they kept the prices pretty much where they were because they knew people could pay it. And I'm like, that's kind of corporate piracy, but it's also capitalism and People didn't upheave and revolt, which they should have. One day they will. Mm. Well, because they won't be able to afford anything. Okay. And 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 generations in their past will be like, well, it's because you're sat on the couch the whole time. <laughs> right. <laughs> Watching the Tic Tac. <laughs> because it's much easier to stand at the window and yell, let them eat cake, than try and sit down and actually figure out the problem. And you're talking about like like... I don't want to get off on a side tangent, but but the Republicans are notorious for just shutting everything down. You know, you get up there to government, let's solve this problem. And they say, no, there is no problem. Shut it down. They're, we're not going to do this. This is going to be figured out by the market or it's not. All right. Because they put all their goddamn faith into that. Well, the fact of the matter is the market doesn't care about its worker. It does not give a damn. Their obligation is to 
the stockholder, the shareholder. That's right. it. I make more money. I get a CEO who can actually make this happen. I give him increased salary. I give him or her increased bonuses. That's the driving factor. You give that person that. As far as the American worker, who cares? They're virtually disposable. There'll be more coming in. It doesn't matter. That is a practice that they have had probably since the 70s. Right, but we agreed on that earlier. Mm. I think there should be profit sharing. I think that there should be, if we hit this certain so cap, how do you everybody do that? gets... How do you do that when you have an economy, a capitalist economy that is driven by greed and not by, by taking care of its workers, taking care of the society around it? You regulate. You have the government step in and basically say, you have to do this. See, and I'm not for the government regulation. I'm no, for I'm for decent people running corporations. And that's not going to happen. Not usually well, because the, they become Dr. Evil. There's another option, though. You have a generation of workers just sit on the couch. Right. And, you, not you, and drive you your company protest. to the ground. Yes. <laughs> but the thing of it is, is they've got to do a they've got to do it bigger. All of this, like, you know, if 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 I had a megaphone to the entire freaking Gen Z and millennials, I'd say the only way that you're going to make a difference in this country is stop buying everything. And how do you do that, though? Because that that's almost like committing suicide. Right. Because exactly. There's... Because we've built a society of consumerism. We have no idea how to do it ourselves. People have been telling us for years to get rid of the lawn. Okay, which was right. developed by French aristocrats right. to basically show that I can just plant grass in my yard <laughs> yeah. and not use it to grow food. But have they done it? No. If you want to be self-sustaining to the point where you just don't go out and buy that stuff, our culture is not built around that. You've got the odd people who do it every now and then. God bless them. They want to go and be self-sustaining uh, or, or a little bit more, having a garden, having chickens, things like that. That's a great cultural movement, and we've seen more of that in recent mm -hmm, years, mm -hmm. probably last 10, 15 years. We've really well, seen a lot more Well, last three for sure when, when COVID, yeah, COVID hit. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it, you couldn't buy a tomato plant. <laughs> right. But, we, but especially through the 70s and the 80s, something that we know more than more than madison and her generation yeah, i was not alive if you even said a word or a comment against the capitalist ideal you're a commie mm -hmm. right mm -hmm. it wasn't you're a socialist you're a commie and you're a red and man well cold war yeah they, exactly yeah. Yeah. exactly but that still exists in our culture mm -hmm. we still see that you know You've got the older senior citizens around here who are upset that their taxes have been increased in property, right? It's horrible. Like, in some places upwards of 30 freaking percent. Oh, some almost 50. It's a massive hit. But why is that? Because the market's changing. We depended on fossil fuels to pay our bills. That's gone. Our state did not have the foresight to put something in place for when that happened. Mm -hmm. So now our people suffer. Right? Oh, absolutely. Mm -hmm. There's people with generational ranches in Jackson getting priced out of their land oh, because yeah. of the taxes. Mm -hmm. It's yeah. ridiculous. So my point is everything's changing around them, but they want it all to stay the same. Mm -hmm. Right? So when they look at these kids and they're like, well, you guys are just sitting around doing nothing. The, the entire idea of capitalism to them is a failed practice. I have seen more socialist and communist talk online, in rooms, 
kids her age than I ever have. And instead of Republicans, those in power, like the actual guys and girls up at the Capitol saying, wait a minute, let's uh, let's sit down and figure out what happened. Let's let's put some things in place. No, they're doing the same thing that they always do. There is no problem. Put a wall up. Government's not going to fix it. The free market is. Yeah, because there's no problem for them. Because they put their faith in that free market that has no devotion to the American people, no devotion to the American worker, none. Well, that becomes an issue, too, and that's the whole drain the swamp thing. I mean, how does Nancy Pelosi go from making $172,000 a year? And, yeah, she'd been there 100 years, but <laughs> go to being a multi, multi tens of million heir. I'm not trying to make this a let's go Democrats versus Republicans. No, but I'm just saying. What I'm saying is Republicans is missed their mark. They should have stood up and said, let us help you figure this out so that you can continue it down the line. So if we're not going to go Republican-Democrat, it wasn't one or the other. It was government failed us. It's government the, failed okay, us I would, in, I would, I would completely in agree the with you way on that. Yeah. that they have. I mean, they, they got the Fed, for Christ's sake. The Fed should have been sitting there going, well, wait a minute. All this stuff's going up, and we're not doing anything to counter it. We need a plan. They didn't. They sat on their hands. So why aren't the Republicans doing something now, then? Why aren't the Democrats doing they something are. now? They are. Are they? Because I haven't seen anything past the minimum loan wage. forgiveness. Oh, my God. But that's been struck down. But that's been struck down. But that's been struck down. Yeah. Right? See, every Democratic program, you just see as a socialist practice. And Absolutely, it needs to be because that out. feeds directly into the gimme pig. But, I went to school. I but paid, your well, corporations are not doing what they're supposed to do and support their own damn country. They're making space programs. The, it's their money. <laughs> they it can is. do whatever the hell they want. Right, yeah. And well, that's, that's why there's not just envy, there's hate. Because these people could make a difference. And every day they choose not to. Every day. But then that's them. Yeah. I mean, that's that person. So, yeah. If, if Let them eat cake. Mm -hmm. That, you know, if Elon Musk solve world hunger or fly rockets. I mean, that's his call. That's pretty <laughs> awful that, that we're comparing those two things. <laughs> right. In all but, yeah, right. Yeah. But honestly, who just because you have that money, why do you have to? Be the moral victor that you don't saves have everybody. To. You don't have to. Well, but that's the what... fact of the matter is, if you're an industry leader, be a leader. But that's it. That's government failing us. That's leaders failing us. That's people being turds. And that's the real problem. A corporation that is not paying, let's say, females as much as males for the exact same job, that's a freaking problem. You're an ass. People bring up things like, well, sports players. Well, that's different, though, because like WNBA ratings compared to um, NBA ratings, NBA usually pulls in about one point six million dollar or one point six million viewers on average, whereas the WNBA pulls in three hundred and twenty one thousand. You can't you can't make advertisers pay as much for that. So it's not as viewed they can't pay their players as much. It's not, that is a market thing. Oh, I do have to say on like my TV thing, they have like the NBA network, which is automatically on your TV, but the WNBA you have to pay for. 
Why? Why is because, that? Because they because they need the money. Yeah, but they no, need but, money. But that's why people aren't watching it is because they're going to have to pay for it I, when the NBA is already on there. Didn't you have something about the soccer teams? Yeah. Like the, they, because the, the women's soccer team was winning. Yeah. Oh, and yeah. people they, were watching that. Oh, my gosh. You want to talk about some of the best athletes in the world. Talk about the U.S. soccer team, women's soccer team. Yeah, and I think that's that's a different thing because they started winning, mm-hmm. and more people were interested in that than the men's team. They were better than the men, and they I were can, still not getting paid as much. No, yeah, I can't they got remember paid four four times. Uh, the men were getting paid four times more than the women, and the women were winning national cups, world cups, yeah. or not world mm-hmm. cups. The I don't know what it's called. Uh, this, I don't remember what's called, but they they won consistently, and the men didn't even make it. Yeah, <laughs> and they yeah. were getting paid less, but they just uh, got approved a settlement for twenty four million. Um, the initial complaint was filed in twenty sixteen by uh, female soccer players who allege that their male counterparts were being paid paid nearly four times more. The lawsuit filed three years later, and the damages were sought under the Federal Equal Pay Act and Title IX of the Civil Rights Act of nineteen sixty four. I, you know, I can't remember what big basketball player it was. I think it may have been Shaq, but he suggested lowering the hoop for the WNBA. Well, he said lower it down like half a foot. And then they they'll have... start slamming that thing, and people will watch. Mm-hmm. And yeah. then you had people influential like Kobe Bryant, who was a role model for all those WNBA players. Like he would go to every one of his, their games with the hurt with uh, his daughter. Um, and their team and teach them like this is what you do and would be one he was one of the best players of all time and he supported that and wanted it to be great and then you, you don't have people doing that which is sad yeah I, I but I mean if I really think about it why did everyone love Jordan love Jordan Michael yeah, Jordan yeah he could dunk on everybody. He, he was fun to watch. He, he was could move. Fun he could watch. dunk on anyone, yeah. right? Like, mm-hmm. it, you were watching Jordan out there. You were like, here it comes, man. It's just like, even though Jose Canseco was a jerk in real life, what did he do? Oh, man. He could knock that thing out of mm-hmm. the park. So you'd go watch that, right? You drop that hoop. And they're dunking on each other here and there and everywhere. That's something to watch. That's something to see. You know, three-pointers, eh. Mm. eh. Mm-hmm. The only time those things are great is when you're doing it like full court shot. Yeah, they're right. not exciting. It's no, a, unless it's a buzzer beater. Right. That's we look up to athletes because they do things that we can't do. We They're superhuman, right? Every great athlete that you think of is superhuman. Show me some of our superhuman female athletes. And to, to reach that, you know, just simply alter certain things, certain things, because they are females, well, right? Quite honestly, already, each quarter in the NBA is 12 minutes. In the WNBA, it's 10 minutes. And the basketball is actually... An inch smaller and two inches lighter than an NBA basketball. So lowering the hoop wouldn't be out of the realm of yeah. there's already being some Meet changes yeah. made. Exactly. But I think in the, in the day of gender equality, they'd be like, I don't know. No. We want to do what the guys are doing. U.S. military. Okay. Now, I know a lot of people have got a lot of crap to say about the U.S. military, and, and they're not perfect. Okay. But the APFT... The physical fitness test for a female is different than a male mm-hmm. because we realize something pretty early on. We're all built different, right? That doesn't mean that she's less of a soldier 
Right. It doesn't mean that she's less of a sailor. It doesn't mean that I can go do things that she can't. It just means her physical body is built different than my physical body. So they reduce those requirements just a little bit. And you still have women out there who can outdo all of the male soldiers, mm-hmm. right? Just like, take a look at a CrossFit competition. Oh, yeah. Right. Yeah, 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 sure. Yeah. It's, it's, it's about the spirit. It's about the dedication. But... Other than that, like if you look at the military, it's based on your rank. That's what you're getting paid, based on rank. Uh, you're getting supposedly, right, and in a perfect world, everybody's treated the exact same. Doesn't matter if you're white, black, no difference whatsoever, because once you put that uniform on, you're either green or you're blue. Mm-hmm. That's it. <laughs> right. Yeah. After that, nothing else matters, or it shouldn't. But that's, the, I guess, you know, that's, part of the basis of what I started with, if you have two people that are doing the exact same job and they're being paid differently and not sports figures where a lot of that's coming off of revenue from million dollar ads during Super Bowl or whatever, office jobs, executive jobs, that's a freaking problem. Mm -hmm. And that's leadership. It all boils down to leadership. If your leadership is not good, those disparities are going to happen and it doesn't matter. You can't fix that unless you get rid of the turd in charge. I am with you. I might not sound like it, but I believe in market driven solutions. Mm -hmm. But when the people at the top no longer have any interest in making sure that their workers live, not just a sustainable lifestyle, but one that will bring them Happiness. Oh, 100%. One that will bring them health. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Then can, you've can lost you, the system. Can you imagine if Bezos, after the whole big deal, took all that profit and said, I'm going to divvy this up equally between the work. Yeah, I'm going to keep 10 million bucks because I want something. But I'm going to divvy this up to the rest of the workers people would be clamoring to work for that company. Mm-hmm. Not just that, but their loyalty oh, would be to the bone. To man. the bone. Yeah. There's yeah. no way that they'd want to go work for anybody else in this world. No way. Right. But again, that boils down to leadership. I'm going to be greedy or I'm going to share this with everybody. How big does a pile have to be? Mm-hmm. Seriously. I mean, that's what it boils down to. And that, that goes for big corporations. That goes for the government, especially. Yeah. That goes for... All of it. And until those things get fixed, mentality gets fixed. But how are you supposed to fix that mentality in our consumer society? Yeah. Where we look at people like him and say, you're what we all want to be. Yeah. I mean, the the, the envy is there because if you were that guy, you wouldn't mind. I mean, you'd, you'd like to be that guy and you'd do it better than him. You know, you'd, you'd have that and I'd do it this way, I, you know, but you want that money. Uh, you touched on something earlier about, um, you know, why is it uh, Bezos's job to take care of all the homeless and hungry and all that stuff? I think part of that is because we're, we're sending $3 trillion every year to the government and we're not getting much out of that. Yeah. That $3 trillion gets wasted and they want to raise taxes and, and make the rich pay their fair share and all that stuff. All they're doing is wanting to get more money so they can waste more of it. Mm-hmm. But And that becomes part of the problem is all those people need to be fired and have people like with morals go in there because realistically what happens is when they give the rhetoric of, of the rich need to pay, pay their fair share, 
a lot of times they do. Well, I think the top 20% pay about 80% of the total tax. Correct. But nobody ever wants to talk about that. So they say things like, we need to increase minimum wage, which actually drives the taxes up on the lower class. And if we're not getting anything for it, why would we pay it? Mm -hmm. Well, I think the, if you're looking for solutions, the solution is we need to pay more attention to what our elected people in Congress are doing. Oh, 100%. And kick them out if they're not doing the job that we want them to do. I think that uh, they want to put term limits in place. Well, that makes it so we don't have to pay attention. The, the thing just automatically turns over. But you're not necessarily fixing a problem in that case. You're just replacing one person with someone else that may not be doing that great of a job. I think if someone's doing a good job, they ought to be able to stay in there. Yeah, sure. Um, but, absolutely. But I think the problem is we're not holding them accountable. I, I spoke to a, a, a Wyoming senator because I, I was arguing the point for a long time. I want term limits. That's I, on my representatives. I want term limits on my senators. I'm sick and tired of seeing old white men sit up there and do the same thing that old white <laughs> men have done since the dawn of history. Argue and accomplish nothing. But she brought up an amazing point. Now, the, the, the particular representative and senator that I'm talking about is because she was a representative and became a senator. She knows Washington pretty well. And, and she told me, look, that would be great if we could put those term limits on. Now, what are you going to do about the lobbyists? That's exactly the problem. These yep. lobbyists who are there for an entire career, they know the landscape. And when I say lobbyists, I'm not talking like, oh, I work for a 501c3 that's looking to get some funding for Parkinson's disease studies. No, I'm talking about special interest group. Mm -hmm. I work for massive oil companies and I got you elected through my campaign donations and you better do exactly what we tell you to do or it ain't going to happen again. Mm -hmm. That's the lobbyist I want out of Washington. Yep. That's the special interest group I want out. And until we do something about them, what you're talking about will never happen. Yep. Well, and if you put term limits in place, then the lobbyists have all the institutional knowledge. And you get these new people in there that are not want to step on toes. They're trying to make everybody happy. Just got to get used to the landscape. Yeah, the lobbyists are the ones running the show at that point. Exactly. You don't have these long-term people with any clout that can do anything about it. So you need senators and you need representatives who not only know the landscape, but they know the law better than the lobbyists. Or they mm -hmm. know the regulation better than the lobbyists that they're wanting them to vote on. And I don't think we're there anymore. No. Well, I we're think... not there. And that contributes overall to the, everything contributes to this. <laughs> right? yes. We yeah. ask, where's this gap coming from? Where's it going? It came from a screwed up system that didn't pay attention. Where's it going? To get worse. It's become corrupted by cronyism. Uh -huh. And I think dark money. Yeah. And I think, you know, we, we've turned socialism into a bad word. But in a lot of cases, you look at places like Denmark, they're actually more capitalist than we are in a lot of ways. Mm -hmm. What they do is they use that robust capitalism to fund social safety nets that you know we're paying through the butt for, for like insurance and stuff and not getting anything out of it. It's actually a much better value if you would just turn that into a socialized system and get rid of all the, the insurance companies and pharmaceutical companies writing the laws. Yeah. And well, you know, there's so many other problems when we think about socializing medicine, because what classifies as medicine? Mm. And, and when I say that, I mean, like experimental stuff. Well, how about abortion? Because I see abortion as a medical procedure, not killing a baby. I see it as a medical procedure that a woman should have a right to at any point in her life. And, and a lot of people don't see that. Mm -hmm. So do we socialize that? Well, now my tax money ain't going to go to help somebody right. pay for that. Yeah. Which I, hey, if that's what you believe, I totally agree with you. If you don't want to give your money to that, that's fine. 
Those of us who do, we'll do our thing. You go do your thing. Welcome to America, baby. Everyone just stay out of each other's business. But you start socializing things. Now it's my business. Right. Yeah, because right. my money's going to help that person or my money's going on that experimental procedure that I think is being run by a quack doctor. Yeah. And I don't like it. Well, that's the problem because the socialist system is not a great system. No, it's not. But neither is ours. And right now, it's almost to the point where socialism is better than the system we have right now. And that's what the next generations are seeing, yep. Steve. Yep. And, and we should be able to fix the system we have, though. I think the, the problem is our system's not working like it should. No. And I honestly feel it's because Republicans have gotten in this, this, this chain of thought where they're electing these individuals who want to do nothing but fight, right? And we all know who I'm talking about. <laughs> these individuals who are disruptive and all they want to do is just run around and spew rhetoric, but they actually never really accomplish anything, you got to stop electing idiots. Start electing Republicans who can get up there and say, look, the system works if we do this, this, and this. Instead of this socialist, communist thought process that we've got two generations now feeding each other, and they're bouncing off of each other here and there. And I know that you've seen it. Because if you're on any kind of social media, you're seeing that not only is it there, it's taking root. It's growing. Yes. It's growing strong. And and boomers and Gen X, we can sit around and we can say, well, that'll never happen in my time. Well, what kind of American legacy do you want to leave? Because my American isn't socialist or communist. I want to leave the free market process in place. But to do that, people have got to start being responsible with it. And we need Republicans not to sit there and make fun of and, and, and create draconian laws. We need to evolve. Evolve with the times. And while we evolve, teach this younger generation this is how to do it. And it's hard to do when everyone is looking at these giants standing on piles of money doing nothing. <laughs> <laughs> what else do you say after that? <laughs> Sorry. I, I, but honestly, that's a it, mic drop. It, yeah. <laughs> it all goes back to that, doesn't it? Get the leaders to lead. Get the leaders to lead. Get, in, get instead them of, to look at the actual wage gap. And again, exclude, you know, people that are sponsored and oh my gosh, I gotta have these shoes, whatever. <laughs> and Get, elect decent people. Pay attention, though, to politics, because so many people that I talk to, they're like, what? What's going on? Right. That's a problem. That That's what's... And burying your head in the sand is not going to fix the problem. You can sit around and bitch about it all day and say, oh, I don't make enough money. I'm not flipping pizzas for 22 bucks. Something has to happen. Make it happen. But see, they're not even talking about it. Instead, what are they talking about? Oh, it's the immigrant's fault. Oh, it's it's this book's fault. Oh, it's it, they're looking at these other issues that have absolutely nothing to do with tomorrow. Nothing. But we buy it and we eat it. And in the media, they just keep throwing it in your face and they love it. Nothing's getting solved. No, nothing by either party, though. That's no, the yeah. problem. Yeah. Leadership. But again, it's the Republicans who need to stand up and say, hang on. Well, no, they, they should take the leadership position because mm -hmm. they have the most to gain by it. And they need to clean their own swamp and get those idiots out of there. Okay. And I'm going to say it. Get the people out who freaking swear cross the heart to Trump because that that era is gone. Get rid of that. I want I want responsible, intelligent Republicans in office.
I want people who realize that society changes, that we need to adapt, that we need to evolve socially, but we can all do it together as long as we stop sitting on this pile of money and we start putting it to good use. Well, uh, I what we really need is people willing to reach across the aisle, moderate on both sides. I mean, you and I are on a very different political spectrum, but we have great discussions and neither one of us hates each other. No, or actually, like, yeah. I'm vehemently no. against your <laughs> no, crap. Yeah. Matter of fact, I adore you because I can actually come and, no, but right. because I, we I can talk about this stuff. God. Yeah, can you can you put some sort of like muskrat love under that? I want, that'd be awesome. I want change change the How do you do that? How do the kids do that? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like no, that. it's this, it's this. We, we should change. Oh. Well, that looks like a gang sign. Uh, thank you. I was yeah. thinking the same thing. So, <laughs> but, this, okay, so hold on. They taught us that at the Justin Bieber concert. Well, he's well, a gangster. That's yeah, gangster. Justin yeah. Bieber might be a gangster. That'll be the next episode. Let's um, get some more romantic lighting in here. But real, oh, could we? That'd be red, great, red, like red, pink. Red. But honestly, red. oh, I love that. <laughs> but really, I mean, that's, we have good debates, discussions, and a lot of times we're like, okay, yeah, I get that. Yeah, I get that. Let me let me think about that a little bit more. We need more of that because right now it's as far apart as it's ever been. And people keep feeding into that division and that's the part that upsets mm -hmm. me. Okay. I want, again, I want the, maybe not Reagan, you know, but I'm, I'm looking for the intelligent Republican. And I'm sorry, but right now Mitt Romney is my favorite Republican. <laughs> And I don't think I ever would have said that I, in the entire world until today. He was kind of prescient back in the Obama debate when he said Russia was a big uh, political foe, right? And he kind of got laughed at for that. Right. Well, and he stood up against Trump and all of that BS, and the Republicans hated him for it. Well, he was right there, too. I think this is a topic for a different show, but I, I think uh, you were talking about moderate people. I'm not sure those people are electable right now. You've got to be kind of hardcore one side or the other to get enough traction, especially when you're looking at Republican primaries with 16 candidates in there. The one person who makes all the noise, like Trump, is going to be the guy who gets elected, even if he only gets a third of the vote, which is what happened in those yeah. early primaries. He was mm -hmm. only getting about a third of the vote, but the rest of the vote was so diluted that that was enough for him to advance through. In a future show, I'd like to talk about how to uh, revamp the primaries where that kind of stuff doesn't happen. Well, you already know how I feel about that. I think we should abandon all parties. Right. <laughs> I think the party A, the party process, they told us, the founding fathers even said it, this is going to destroy your country. And they were right. We're watching it happen. Yeah. Uh, that's another, uh, uh, the Electoral College and all that stuff plays into oh, that. Uh, I, we should definitely talk about that in a future show. Uh, I think what we've kind of hit on, though, is uh, maybe it's, we got to pay attention to politics. we got to get more involved. We've got to pay attention to what's going on in Washington and hold those people accountable. And you've got to be critical in your thinking process about them. Don't buy into the, let's go down and I'll start buying hats and flags and, and hooray for my side. Go do that with your football team. Go do that with them. Don't don't turn politics into that because then you get the cult of personality which we mm -hmm. see. Yep. And it's disgusting. Yeah. Yeah, I've seen in the last several election cycles something that the, the most creepy thing to me was when you had little children singing songs of praise about Barack Obama and Hillary Clinton and Donald yeah, Trump. Was, that doesn't seem very American to me. That's like North Korea and stuff like that. Exactly. And that the, the red flag. Yes, absolutely. Literally. Yeah. Literally yeah. a red flag. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think our, our political system is is corrupt and we're letting it happen. Yeah. And and they're taking advantage of that. Human beings are tribal creatures and it's very 
very easy to play into that. Like, you know, your team is the only one that you're going to support and you're not even going to even think about what the other guys are suggesting because it's not our, our ideas. And that just makes more division. And uh, I think it makes it difficult for someone who's going to reach across the aisle to get elected because they're not playing hard enough for your team. No, and it's disgusting. It, you know, I, I'm, I'm sure the Democrats have their own view of this, but I, I abandoned the Republican Party after all of a sudden to be a Republican, I had to be phobic. I had to be afraid of knowledge and, and books and new ideas. And I had to hate. See, I don't I, know where that came from, though, because I'm I'm pretty the, much down the line for most you? stuff. You're not. But I here's the thing. But if you I, were if you were to run for office as a Republican, oh, I'd be a rhino. You're you're <laughs> not getting elected because yeah. I'm actually intelligent. <laughs> because <laughs> I actually can sit down and go, you know what? Drag queen story hour? Yeah, I'm not really for that for kids. Now, if it's voluntary and you're taking your kid because that's your belief, go ahead. Should it be in the school like mandated? Absolutely not. There's lots of stuff that shouldn't be. I don't like that. But I've always said, and I tell people, and I'll prophesize this forever, you could be a gay, pan, trans, non-binary unicorn. I don't care. I really don't care. If you're cool, you're cool. Yep. You know what I am? an assholeist. I don't like people that are assholes. I would have an anti-asshole parade. And that it would be amazing. It would be amazing. Let's get that started. <laughs> but that's what it boils down to. Let people do what people want to do. It'll be a much better place. And if people sat down and critically thought, especially in government, we wouldn't have this wage gap. We wouldn't have a cultural gap. We wouldn't have generational gaps. We'd be gap freaking free <laughs> if somebody would do something. Beware anyone who uses the word rhino. Yeah. And I mean that or dino. with all yeah. my heart. Yep. Yes. Yes. Yep. Because Beware those two words. Uh, think about the country before the party. Think about uh, humans before the party. George Orwell had a lot to say about party systems. Look it up, because everything that he's kind of prophesized is coming true as well, which is terrifying. <laughs> kind of a Nostradamus of politics. Uh, yeah. Yeah, but uh, anyone who's devoted that much to hatred just needs to be not in public view. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Last word. How do you feel? It's really hot. I'm <laughs> <laughs> really sweaty. Well, you're, 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 you're moving out. You're on your own. You're going to start this journey for real at the end of the summer. Hmm. I mean, what uh, what do you think? <laughs> I think it's... Yeah. Uh, Silence is an opinion. Uh, yeah. 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 I'm going to just... No, no action is still an action. <laughs> yeah. I think what you said... You getting the people out who don't have a greater mm, outlook on things and just have their own agenda and need to go bye-bye and not just be a good human first and then do the important things later. That's, it can't be that crazy hard, but unfortunately it is. Special interests. Yeah. Special interests is why. Money. It all I, comes back to money. I think she should have the last word. I think that's... Me? Yeah. <laughs> like, that. that's it? That's it. Okay. <laughs> all right. You've been listening to the Jackalopes as we explore.